The Money Podcast with your hosts, Justin Harrison and David Bester. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. Budgeting absolutely sucks. If you agree with this, then you are most probably just doing it wrong. So in this episode, we will be discussing budgeting once again, because this is obviously a subject we have been covering a lot on the Money Podcast, as well as our YouTube channel. But in this episode, we want to remind you of the basics once again, how to make it fun and a new and better way of doing budgeting that actually works for everyone. So Justin, let's discuss the biggest reason why people are failing at budgeting, because this leads to my entry into this episode, right? Budgeting absolutely sucks because it really does suck if you do it wrong. Well, I think I think the first thing is that people probably don't budget. Uh, the second thing is that people think budgeting is a target. And this is the most hilarious thing in the world to me. And everybody laughs when I say this, but I don't know if they're laughing with me or laughing along because they actually they actually need to understand I'm the one laughing here. Budgeting is seen by many as a target. They put an amount of money down that they say they're prepared to spend in a category for the month. And then it's kind of like, let's not go over that, but let's spend towards it. And budgeting is actually about focusing on spending way less than the amount that you put down. Budgeting is about spending less than you earn. And so there's a narrative that needs to to change in people's head. Budgeting is not a target. (laughs) Budgeting is a guideline. And, uh, you know, especially for the ladies listening, I have women in my life and they treat a budget like a target. I mean, they're after that thing every single month. In fact, the question is always, how much money do I have left on a specific category rather than, you know, how much money have we saved this month? So I think that's the first thing. The second thing we need to talk about is the fact that people are just doing it wrong. Those who are doing it are just doing it wrong. I want to take us back to the basics because this is also something we have never discussed before as well. Why do we work? Well, to of course, earn money, to right? earn money and create wealth. Yes, but why do we create wealth? So, so that we can we have can freedom. Retire once that, yes, because we, have, we want freedom and eventually want, we want to retire with enough passive income to sustain that lifestyle. So that comes down to budgeting. You know, you want to get to that destination as early as possible because if you can have the freedom not to work at all, and just travel or whatever you want to do, if you can do that by 50, why should you then spend as much money as you can now delaying that up to 60, 70, you know? So many people these days are within 60, 70 years, 80 years of age, and they still, they are forced to work. Well, Davi, I mean, in in our circle, I mean, most of us have been retired for uh, the last 10 years, you know, and that has come down to prudent financial management. A lot of people will think, well, that's because we've been high earners, we've built and sold businesses. But I know a lot of people who built and sold businesses and been high earners and who have nothing to show for it. You know, a wise man once told me, it's not about how much you earn, it's about how much you spend. And once you understand that if you can control your spending, no matter how much money you earn, you will ultimately put yourself in a better position. And uh, the problem about creating this freedom that you're talking about, Everybody wants the freedom. Everybody wants passive income. Everybody wants to be an investor. Everybody wants to have that lifestyle, but very few people are prepared to actually sit down and do the necessary steps to get there. And let's be honest, it can be a grind. When I first started budgeting, I hated it. There's no worse concept in the world than restricting yourself. It's not within human nature to restrict yourself. But once you change the narrative and you flip the script and you move it into something completely different, which is what we have done, is to gamify 
the idea of budgeting, to turn it into a game, to turn it into a challenge, to turn it into a fun activity, it's actually something you really start to enjoy because ultimately it's taking you closer to your goal and you can see progress and you can see movement. And ultimately, as people, we love progress and that plays right into the whole idea of turning it into an activity that you can enjoy. Yes, exactly. So most people see it as restricting, whereas what you are saying now is rather than see it as, as restricting, change it so you see it as a goal, a goal you're working towards. If that is going on a holiday or with your family or if it means retiring earlier so you can travel with your wife and kids, whatever you want. But it comes down to setting up a goal and working towards that goal instead of just restricting you. So now with that being said, let's discuss the method of budgeting because obviously there are thousands of methods out there. We particularly like the envelope budget system. This is something we've covered on the Money Podcast a few times. And once again, we have got a spreadsheet that you can download, of course, on Global Money Academy. It's absolutely free of charge. So you can go check that out. Simply create a profile on the website and you will get access to the spreadsheet for free. So Justin, let's briefly discuss the envelope budget system because, I mean, we have covered it a few times, but we obviously have a lot of new listeners. So let's give them a brief intro on the envelope budgeting method and why it actually works. So the basic premise of the envelope budgeting system goes back to before people had digital money. Uh, the husband in those days, because that's how it used to be, would come home with a paycheck, give his cash to the wife, and the wife would take that money and separate it into envelopes physically. Uh, money for utilities, money for groceries, money for paying the rent, etc., etc., etc. And as they would spend during the course of the month out of each envelope, each category, you could always look in that envelope and see exactly what you've got left for the month. And so you cannot spend what you don't have. And so this is why it is such a powerful form of budgeting. Because instead of just looking at one total amount in your bank account or one total sum of cash, you actually understand how that money is pre-allocated and you can't spend more than that. And of course, anything you're able to save is money then you're able to take out of those envelopes at the end of the month and do something with. Maybe you go and buy something nice, maybe you invest, maybe you create savings, whatever it is. But the point is you can physically see where your money's going. This is why the envelope budgeting method works. And now, thanks to everything being digitized and things you know, turning into electronic money, we can essentially do the same thing just by creating categories for our money and understanding where we spend our money. And also, it really helps us understand what are the big cost factors in our life? Where can we reduce expenses? What's important to us? And so the envelope budget system for me is possibly the most powerful form of budgeting and I'm so grateful that I actually discovered it. And it's not something new, it's something that's been around probably since the early 20s, 1920s. It was something that was based on a very logical way of managing money in those days. And somehow it's found its way back into the digital era and people are really taking to, into it in numbers because it really does work. So there's a funny story. When I was in school, I obviously played in a metal band, right? So we used to go to Cape Town and then we'd play these shows and we had a blind drummer. And this blind drummer of ours, his mother used to put money into envelopes and then uh, give him the envelopes and write on, with Braille on the envelopes what it's for. So this is for fuel, that's for, for food, uh, that's for accommodation and whatnot. So on Sunday, we come back to, to our hometowns and the only ones who always had money left was me and him. Now, I obviously didn't use the, the envelope budgeting method. I've always been pretty good with money, but he always had money left at the end of the trip. And he's still, even when I speak to him now, he's still very good with his money because that's what, how he was taught, you know. 
He knows exactly what he needs to spend and where. So that comes back to making it a habit because that's the only way this really works. Because if you stop doing it, that's when it really becomes a grudge, right? And I think the most important thing besides, besides it being a grudge, if you forget to actually keep a handle on things, ultimately it's gonna run away with you. And then to come back and fix that problem later is so much harder. Because the way the envelope budgeting method works, or any budgeting method, doesn't matter what you actually follow, is if you overspend today, you've gotta to pull back tomorrow to come back in line. Because at the end of the day, you only earn so much money, right? And so it's almost like credit card debt. <laughs> it's just like credit card debt. I mean, you're gonna to have to come back and you're gonna to have to pay for your sins many, many times over. So. I think what it does is putting your money into categories really helps you understand where you're spending, helps you understand how much money you've got left. And you know, instead of looking at bank account and going, I've got so much money in my bank account, we can go for dinner tonight. You actually gotta go look in the dinner category or the eating out category and go, well, actually I've only got so much money left for the month. So I've got to decide, do I go eat out now or do I go eat out at the end of the month? You know, Or do I go take takeout twice or do we go to a fancy restaurant? And so your decision-making process uh, becomes the basis of the inputs in front of you. And the problem is most people don't have inputs. The only input they have is a total amount in their bank account. And that's, for lack of a better term, it's like, it's like flying an airplane blind. If you don't know where you're going, you don't know what you've got, and you don't have instruments in front of you telling you what's going on. Uh, basically, you've got no inputs. Your entire world is based on whim and you know luck. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the quickest way to fail. I think the best thing you can do is have good input around you to know exactly where you're going. 100%, I couldn't agree more. So I think another thing to touch on before we close this off is how to make it fun. Because you obviously want it to be fun, otherwise you're not gonna stick through, right? So what I do is I make it a goal. So I, my biggest reason is obviously to increase my net worth. So I look at my net worth every now and again, and then that's basically what I want to increase because well, that's why you are working and that's why you are budgeting, right? At the end of the day, it's just increasing your net worth. So for me, I work towards a goal. However, a lot of people probably won't find that being a good goal for them. So what else would you recommend they do then in to, to make the budgeting process fun for them? Well, Davi, my answer is probably going to surprise you because you've known me for a very long time, but I don't think you've ever heard this answer before. I absolutely am not the kind of person who's motivated by money. Money and wealth, oddly enough, is so far removed from who I am as a human being, even though I've been very fortunate to be successful in those areas. For me, I'm motivated by something completely else. I'm motivated by experiences and feelings. And I understand that about myself. So that is core to me achieving my goals in life. So what I do is, to be successful with budgeting, I set myself a goal, just like you, and instead of it simply about being about increasing my net worth, which to me is a very boring thing in the grand scheme of things because ultimately you can create all the net worth in the world, but you, you can't take it no, beyond okay. the grave. I obviously didn't discuss the emotional decision behind, <laughs> behind getting a high net worth or the, the kind of net worth I want, you know? So there's obviously emotions around that and that's obviously the core of your goals, you know? Or your net worth is the emotions you want to achieve or want to get from that. So my personal reason for budgeting is to buy things. I love buying things, whether it's boats, cars, <laughs> jet skis, holidays, experiences, I love those things. And there's nothing wrong with loving it, you know. A lot of people in the personal finance space will say, you mustn't worry about those things, it's the quickest way to lose money. Yeah, it's also oh, the you quick... can't drink a latte. 
You can't yeah, drink I, mean, I love my lat I, I love my cappuccinos. I'm gonna keep drinking my cappuccinos because I love it. And it's good for your soul and it brings about happiness. So for me, I budget so I can get the things I want. Of course, a large part of it is generating net worth and doing the things I want to do, but I know the thing that motivates me is buying a new car, buying a new boat, getting a new jet ski, you know, getting some new sneakers, getting a new wardrobe. I know that stuff motivates me. And so that's what I attach to my budgeting plan. So, you know, instead of simply going out and buying something, I say, okay, I want to buy this. I set it as a goal. How much do I need to save? What do I need to do to get there? And that's what makes it exciting for me. It's, it's, it's about working towards that thing you really want to get. And you know what the funny thing is? When you get that thing, the, the, the whole experience is worth so much more because you've actually had to work towards it. Simply than taking your credit card and going and spending or creating debt, you've actually physically earned your way to that thing. And for me, that's what motivates me. So a lot of people frown on wealthy people because they believe that the wealth will um, turn them into uh, money-sucking thieves, you know? So I wanna add to that as well is you can still get in high net worth and use that net worth to help people, you know? So I always see as money amplifying your, how can we put this? Um, personality, your values, sure. yeah. Your values or your personality. So if that, if you can get a high net worth to help millions of dogs, stray dogs, then well, that's a good enough reason to work for, right? So there you've got it, make budgeting fun, make sure you use something that is effective and that actually works for you. We obviously like the envelope budgeting system and if you want to use the envelope budgeting method, you can get access to our spreadsheet for free on our website, Global Money Academy. And then obviously the key ingredient, make it a habit and make sure to make it fun. Get a goal that works for you and find your why and then work towards that goal and make it a habit. You've been listening to The Money Podcast. To get access to our future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast via your podcast app. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Global Money Academy.